0: Hey guys, it's KG, back with another episode of Bible reading and coffee drinking. Uh, hope you guys are loving this podcast so far. I'm loving doing it, to be honest with you. So uh, I'm enjoying doing these a couple of times a week. Uh, they're a lot of fun for me, and uh, it allows me an opportunity to read the Bible even more than I, I kind of already was. So today, we are going to be in Hebrews, all right? So Hebrews, we're going to do... 4 and 5 today, because I've got a bunch of stuff highlighted in there that I want to go over with you guys. So where we we will read Hebrews 4 and 5, a little tongue-tied there. But before we get going today, um, hopefully you guys have checked out um, livingchristian.org, which is our website. So livingchristian.org. You can uh, listen to all the previous episodes of the podcast there. Uh, You can watch them. Uh, There's a link to YouTube if you want to watch these for whatever reason. Uh, But our main focus is living Christians seven days a week, and uh, we help you and help myself do that on the website. So blogs, Bible verse list, uh, there's a whole apparel store. Uh, Speaking of the apparel store, as I mentioned in previous podcasts, make sure you use the code PODCAST20. Uh, If you use that at checkout, you get 20% off everything in the store. And that is exclusive for our podcast listeners. So check that out at livingchristian.org. So this is your first time here. We read a little bit of the Bible and uh, we'll take some questions at the end. Typically have a, a place on the website or on my social media that you can submit a question for the podcast. We've got dozens and dozens that you guys have submitted. So I'm slowly going through those Uh, But if you don't follow us on Instagram or Facebook or Twitter, make sure you do that. I'll post a link there so you guys can kind of submit some questions for future podcasts. So it's a lot of fun. I love reading the questions. I love to try to answer as best I can. I'm sure I don't do a great job all the time, but I'll do that after we read Hebrews uh, 4 and 5 is what we're going to read today. So today we are Bible reading and coffee drinking. So I am drinking out of my Think Positive cup here. Uh, just regular house blend coffee. It's it's boring. I know. Last time I think I was drinking a latte or a cappuccino or something. I don't know. This is boring, but it still tastes good. I'm a coffee fan. Hopefully you guys are coffee fans as well. Uh, I like to drink a variety of coffee. So that's one thing that we do on this podcast is not only read the Bible, but uh, drink some coffee because I usually record these early in the morning, in case you were wondering. So if uh, by some weird chance uh, you're seeing me drink coffee, um, hot tea or iced tea or something like that, and just know that I've recorded this episode in the afternoon. But today, this morning, I am drinking a nice hot black coffee uh, and getting ready for springtime, which I, I really enjoy doing. Uh, so what is uh, Hebrews about? Hebrews was written by, uh, to Jewish converts uh, to reinforce their faith in Christ and encourage them not to revert to their former religion. Uh, the overriding message of the book is that Jesus is superior to the Old Testament system of sacrifices for sin, so Jesus was the sacrifice. Uh, no longer uh, do we have to do burnt offerings and sacrifices in that in that way, and they did in the Old Testament. So this is for the Jewish converts or the the Jewish people of the time that have converted over to believe Jesus was the Messiah, that Jesus was Christ, and once they did that, this book is reminding them of that to make sure they don't go back to their Jewish ways in reality. So that, and explain the differences between the Old Testament and the New Testament, specifically in terms of sacrifices and trying to atone for our sins through sacrifice, is what this book is talking about. So let's hit uh, Hebrews 4 and 5 today, okay? Uh, They're both kind of short, so we're going to combine them together. But we're talking about uh, God's people and the promised rest that he gave for us, all right? Uh, God's promise of entering his rest still stands. So we ought to tremble with fear that some of you might fail to experience that. For this good news that God has prepared this rest has been announced to us just as it was to them was to them. But it did them no good because they didn't share the faith of those who listened to God. For only we who believe can enter the rest. As for the others, God says, in my anchor, I took an oath. They will never they will never enter my place of rest, even though this rest has been ready since He made the world. We know it is ready because the place in the scriptures where it mentions the seventh day. On the seventh day, God rested from all his work. But in the other passage, God says, they will, never be, they will never enter my place of rest. Verse 6. So God rest is there for people to enter, but those who first heard the good news failed to enter because they disobeyed God. So God set another time of entering his rest, and that time is today. God announced through, the, through David, Much later in the words already quoted, "Today, when you hear my voice, don't harden your hearts." Verse eight. Now, if Joshua has succeeded in giving them rest, God would not have spoken about another day of rest still to come. So there is a special rest for still waiting for the people of God. For all who have entered into God's rest have rested from their labors, just as God did after creating the world. So if so, let us do our best to enter their rest. if we disobey God as the people of Israel did, we will fail. So we're talking about a couple of different types of rest here, right? Um, We're talking about the seventh day or the Sabbath, all right? That was the Israelite Sabbath. Uh, As we're working seven days a week, we take a day off of rest to honor God, just as God took a day off at the end after he created everything in the seventh day into the Sabbath. So we're talking about that rest, okay? But I think God's also talking about the rest that we will get when we enter the kingdom of heaven, okay? That's why he talks about the fact that if you don't believe, you will never enter my rest. If you don't take the oath, you will never enter my rest, enter the rest of God. Not just taking a day off work, not just hanging out on Sunday or Saturday and going to church and and resting and not working, but finding the peace and fulfillment that you get when you enter the kingdom of heaven, when you can finally rest from this life. I, I, I find that this life is so challenging at times that it feels like work. No matter what, no matter what you're doing, if you, even if you're not working, uh, with life and and family and uh, money struggles and war and everything else going on in this world, it's so exhausting. That I long for the day of rest, and I and we do try to honor and try to relax on the weekends, and we try to take a day off of work just as the Lord kind of asks us to. But one day finding that permanent rest um, is certainly going to be peaceful. It's gonna um, that's something that I long for. I'm not I'm not rushing towards that day. Uh, I've got a lot left to do on this earth, but um, uh, finding that day of rest and being in God's rest in His kingdom is going to be peaceful for sure. All right, uh, let's see, where were we? Verse twelve for the word of God is alive and powerful. It is sharper than the sharpest two edged sword, cutting through soul between soul and spirit, between joint and marrow. It exposes our innermost thoughts and desires. Nothing in all of creation is hidden from God. Everything is naked and exposed before his eyes, and he is the one to whom we are accountable. Nothing. That is verse 13. Listen to that. Nothing is in all creation is hidden from God. Everything is naked and exposed before his eyes, and he is one to whom we are accountable. Mm. So no matter what you think you're hiding from God, no matter maybe what you have hidden in your life, uh, no matter what sin that you perform when nobody's watching, uh, you you know, God's watching. Um it's kind of a scary thought. There are plenty of times that we need some alone time. Uh, you know, I get alone time when I'm driving to work in my truck or, uh, you know, I work from home a lot of the times, so I'm alone a lot of the times with the dogs. But uh, I'm never really alone, am I? And, and if I were to sin during this alone time, God are, are always knows it. nothing's hidden from him. So every time you're driving in a car— Somebody cuts you off, and yeah, maybe you uh, tell him who, who's number one, or maybe you uh, use some bad language, foul language. Uh, just know that that is not hidden from God. Whether you like it to or not, or whether you think you're alone or not, you're not. God is uh, everything exposed to him. Uh, it's a scary thought, but uh, but the truth um, yeah, certainly uh, something to keep in mind as you go about your day. So let's go into verse 14. Christ is our high priest. So then... Uh, since we have a great high priest who has entered heaven, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold firmly to what we believe. Verse 15, this high priest of ours understands our weaknesses, for he faced all the same testings we do, yet he did not sin. So let us come boldly to the throne of our gracious God. There we will receive his mercy, and we will find grace to help us when we need it the most. Let's go back to 15, okay? The high priest, talking about Jesus Christ, of ours understands our weaknesses, for he faced all the same testings we do, yet he did not sin. It, a lot of people, especially non-Christians, are, are curious the fact that we believe God came in the flesh uh, from her, heaven to earth in the form of Jesus Christ and and, and and was half God, half man in the sense of he felt and dealt with the same issues we're dealing with. A lot of um, other faiths have a hard time with that and, and not understanding that God put himself here to show us the right way to live, to show us how to get to heaven, to show us that you can battle these sins. You're not perfect. None of us are. Uh, only Jesus is perfect. But he gives us an example now, how to stay faithful to God? How to stay faithful to your convictions? How to stay free from sin? How to reject the devil? He is a prime example of that. That is very challenging for us to replicate, right? For sure, but he is the example nevertheless. He is showing us how we're supposed to act. All right, let's hit uh, Hebrews five now. Every high priest is a man chosen. Now I'm going to stop there. In my Bible, it says every high priest. Now, when it referred to Jesus in four fifteen. High priest was capitalized. The same way many times in the Bible it talks to, about a Lord or a God, and then when it talks about the Lord or the God, those are capitalized. So in Hebrews 5, the high priest is, um, is the uh, mainly high priest, so it is lowercase. Every high priest is a man chosen to represent other people in their dealings with God. He presents their gifts to God and offers sacrifices for their sins. And he is able to deal gently with ignorant and wayward people, aren't we all, because he himself is subject to the same weaknesses. That is why he must offer sacrifices for his own sins as well as theirs. Verse 4, And no one can become a high priest simply because he wants such an honor. He must be called by God for this work, not just as Aaron was. Aaron was Moses' brother. Okay, for those who need an Old Testament reference there. (laughs) Verse 5, That is why Christ did not honor himself by assuming he could become high priest, all caps. No, he was chosen by God who said to him, You are my son, today I have become your father. And in another passage, God said to him, You are a priest forever. Verse 7. While Jesus was here on earth, he offered prayers and pleadings with a loud cry and tears to the one who could rescue him from death. And God heard his prayers because of his deep reverence for God. All right. Even though Jesus was God's son, he learned obedience from these things he suffered. In this way, God qualified him to be the perfect high priest, and he became the source of eternal salvation for all those who obey him, and God designated him to be a high priest. So as it talks about prayer, let's talk about that for a second. So it talks about Jesus praying and the fact that it's strange that he's the son of God. He's one-third one of the Trinity, part of God, with God with the father but because he has such deep reverence for the for God God hears his prayers so does that mean that if you don't have reverence for God does God's ear turn off when you pray uh, the answer is obviously yes, according to the scripture. What it means by that is, if you're just praying willy-nilly, and you don't truly believe in what you're praying, you don't truly believe in Jesus and God and the fact that he can answer prayers, your prayers are not going to be answered. You've got to believe it in your core of what you're praying. You've got to believe in God and have reverence for God and faith that God is hearing you. Therefore, he will hear your prayers. All right, verse 11, a uh, call to spiritual growth. There is much more we would like to say about this, but it is difficult to explain, especially since you are spiritually dull and don't seem to listen. You have, you have been believers so long now that you ought to be teaching others. Instead, you need someone to teach you about the basic things of, about God's word. You are like babies who need milk and cannot eat solid food. For someone who lives on milk is still an infant and doesn't know how to do what is right. Solid food is for those who are mature, who the, who through training have the skill to recognize the difference between right or wrong. So the, the closer you get to the faith, the more mature you get in your faith, um, the the more you're going to understand and eat solid food, and, and the more you're going to be a representative of Christ, and the more you're going to um, do good works, good do good deeds, preach the word, spread the gospel, the more you're mature, the more you're going to do that. But with that— comes expectations of, you're mature, you're eating solid food, now you better know what is right and wrong. That is Hebrews 4 and 5. Now, this is the time of the podcast we usually answer some questions. Uh, I mean, that's a great book if you haven't read Hebrews before. is a good short reminder uh, of how to live, how to react, uh, how to pray, uh, and, and how to stay focused on God, so I, I love Hebrews. It's a good short book, so you can read the whole thing pretty quickly if you haven't already. I encourage you guys to do that, even though we just read two chapters of it. It's pretty quick. So we are in fifteen minutes in. We we read two chapters, pretty pretty fast. Uh, so, anyways, uh, let's uh, answer some of the questions as I mentioned before. Uh, we uh, this is the kind of part of the podcast where I answer some of these questions, and we're gonna get into a few today. I don't really usually prep for these. I just pick uh, three randomly. So let's uh, let's read a few. Uh, why do we call God as Trinity? Hmm, that is a good question. Where is this explained in the Bible? Well, there's a lot of different verses in the Bible that talk to, or at least reference, God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit, okay? So, uh, there's we believe as Christians in three in one. So, God is present, right, as a Father, as a Son, as a Spirit, okay? But it's one God with three kind of um, distinct personalities, or or, or, or uh, I guess a better way to put it is three persons into one God. Okay, and this is the way I've kind of thought about it. Maybe this is a, a good analogy for you. Maybe this is very uh, kind of uh, relatable, at least in my world. Let's relate it, and not that I'm saying that I am God by any stretch of the means. But let, let's take me, for example, okay? Uh, and, and you can relate to this in, in any way. So I am one person. But I have kind of three roles uh, in my life, similar that God has three roles: as the Father, as the Son, and as the Holy Spirit. Uh, I have three roles in my life, probably more than that. But for the for this example, we'll go with three. Uh, so I have three roles in my life. So yes, my name is Kevin, but I have a role of a husband, I have a role of a father, and I have a role of my kind of career. Okay. Um, And let's talk about those three roles. So as a father, I have a distinct responsibility, or as a husband rather, I have a distinct responsibility to my wife to be faithful to her, to be supportive of her, uh, as a partner of her, of going through life. And we are working through this life together as husband and wife. So I have a role in my life as a husband specifically to my wife. Okay, I have two kids, two teenage girls. So I have a role uh, as a uh, father to them. Now, I approach that role differently than I do my husband role, obviously, right? So as a as a father, I am a protector. I am a comforter. I'm a guider. I am a provider to them. Uh, I do the best I can to not only provide for them financially and secure security-wise, but I also try to give them advice, life advice of what, what I've gone through in my life uh, and certainly try to protect them from... The evils in this world. And, and I, I love them and, and I love my wife. So there's love in both ways and maybe slightly different uh, depending on the role that I have, on how I love my wife versus I love my children. Uh, but there is love presence there. Nevertheless, that's consistent across all three roles. And finally, my role, let's talk about me running Living Christian. So as a role, I get on here, I post on social media every day, I write blogs, I do these podcasts. I have this role in my life of trying to uh, share uh, about Jesus and share about my faith and encourage you guys. So I'm sharing gospel, I'm sharing uh, Bible verses, I'm sharing encouragement. I'm trying to encourage you guys to be the best Christians you can be. I'm trying to educate you, possibly, if, if you need it, uh, based on the Bible and, and what I know. There's a role there of me trying to be a teacher, uh, encourager, uh, inspirational person, educator, uh, provider of knowledge uh, that I have to try to encourage you guys to be closer to Jesus. And that is a third role I have. Now, I love you guys, and I love what I do here as well. So there is love throughout That role, so I have the consistent role of uh, an action of love across all three roles that I have in life as a husband, as a father, and as a uh, educator, so to speak. Uh, So that's what I do. But each one of those roles I approach differently. Okay, I I approach my husbandly duties differently than my fatherly duties, different, different from my living Christian duties. But in reality, I'm still the one person. I'm still only one person. So I view that in, in similar ways with the Trinity. There's only one God. Now saying that and he has different roles in our life. He has the role of the heavenly Father. He has the role of Jesus Christ who came down to earth, right? Died was crucified, died, was buried, rose three, d- three days afterwards, and sacrificed himself for our sins so we can go to heaven. That is another role. And then finally, we have he has the role of the Holy Spirit, which once I accept the second role, once I accept Jesus as my Savior, I have the Holy Spirit inside me to guide me through this life, to nudge me in certain ways, to protect me from myself, frankly, when I need it. Uh, but I have the Holy Spirit guiding me. Okay, So one God, three roles in your life as protector, creator, father, as a teacher, savior, as a uh, guider and conscious <laughs> as the Holy Spirit. But he has three roles, but one God. So hopefully that helps um, helps you kind of understand the Trinity a little bit. Uh, and, you, and you can relate it to anything. I, I used it for myself just because I, I, I thought about Instantly, as I was reading this, kind of, how how do I differ uh, as in the different roles in my life? How do I approach the different roles in my life? I'm one person with three distinct roles. Uh, God is one God with three distinct roles of Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. So hopefully that helped you out a little bit, explain that. So uh, thank you, uh, Vinaya. Vinaya? Vinaya, It's a great name from Instagram. Uh, All right, let's see what... Else we have. Uh, what is the best way I can get closer to God again? Hmm. Also, I've always been wanting to know if God and Jesus are the same being. Well, we just talked about that. Uh, so I just referred and talked about God and Jesus being one. Uh, even talks about in Genesis how it talks about us and we uh, as God referred to himself in the plural. And what he meant by that was uh, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Jesus was there from the beginning. I think First John says, in the beginning was the Word. The Word was God, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Capital W, that's Jesus. In the beginning, Jesus was with God, Jesus was God. Jesus was there from the beginning. He wasn't some creation that uh, God the Father made and then sent down to earth. He was there from the beginning, as part of God's plan. So hopefully you guys uh, understand that Jesus is God. He's not the Father. He's not the Holy Spirit. He is Jesus, but he is a role of God. So all right, what is the best way I can get back to God? Again, get closer to God. I would say, you know, our whole um, message here and purpose of Living Christian is to live, help you guys live uh, Christian seven days a week. Uh, I kind of got tired of even myself only going to church on Sunday. So I wanted to read more. I wanted to listen to podcasts. I wanted to listen to Christian music. I wanted to read my Bible more often, Bible plans, etc. I wanted to dig into it uh, my entire life and not just uh, on Sundays. So I would say the best way for you to get closer back to God again is you have to make sure that your entire life is focused on God and Jesus. Are you praying enough? Are you listening to enough Christian music? Are you reading your Bible enough? Uh, Are you you surrounding yourself and saturating yourself with Christian influences, whether it's your friends, your family, what you read on the Internet, what you listen to in your car? Uh, That's how you get closer to God. You've got to saturate your life uh, and make sure that He knows uh, and and that you know that He is the most important thing in your life. Jesus is the most important thing in your life. And unless you're willing to give Him all seven days— then you're only going to give them the one day, the one hour on a day, on a Sunday morning. Hopefully, I think uh, the average is most people go to church. Uh, that go to church is one of every three weeks. Uh, so you're going to give God and you're going to give Jesus the uh, your time one hour every three weeks. Of course, you're not going to feel close to God if that's the case. Uh, and it's not that He goes away. It's the fact that you're distracted by this world. You're distracted by our society. You're distracted by your job or your school or whatever you're going through right now. And that's pulling you away from your faith and pulling you away from Jesus. And the devil loves that, doesn't he? He does. But I tell you, God doesn't like it. So the closer, if you want to get closer to God again, assuming that you've been close to God before, you've got to dedicate your life to Jesus. And everything you do, you focus on him. Doesn't necessarily mean you can't go watch movies. Doesn't mean you can't listen to some secular music every once in a while. But just know every time you do that, you're taking away a little bit of time from God. Uh, so I would focus on God and and Christian Christianity and Christian influences as much as you can. Music, uh, reading your Bible every day, carving out time for prayer. You've got to do these things. Otherwise you're going to get pulled away too easily. We just talked about Jesus also being tempted in Hebrews 4 or 5. You're going to be tempted even more when you're not doing those things. So focus on being a good Christian. Focus on Jesus seven days a week. All right, last question is, when did you become a Christian? Hmm, that is a good question. I think that I need to do a whole video on my own testimony, I think. Now, I'll tell you, I'll give you the Cliff Notes version. Uh... The cliff note version is I, I was raised uh, in a Christian home. Um, my parents are, are good, uh, hardworking people and brought us to church. I grew up Southern Baptist, we went to church on Sunday mornings, sometimes Sunday nights, sometimes Wednesday nights. Uh, we were kind of all involved at the beginning. Um, I, w- I was uh, Christian by proxy, I would say. Uh, I went to church, went to science school, went to um, uh, vacation Bible school, did all those things. So I learned about Jesus at a young age. But... Just because I know about him doesn't mean I know him. Uh, So the real question is, when did I accept Jesus as my Lord and Savior versus just knowing about God and knowing about uh, Christianity and Jesus? So that's the real question. I would say I've had a few, several God moments in my life that uh, probably uh, I don't have one single blue couch moment, as we'll call it, as uh, Matthew Call says. Uh, I don't have one single moment. I've got a couple of them, to be honest with you. And I think for me, I'm I'm, I'm kind of stubborn on that sense. Uh, you know, I accepted Jesus as a, as a young age, got baptized in a young age, but didn't really understand about it until probably when I was in my early 20s. And I talked about this on one of my Instagram lives when uh, I almost uh, died with a, a lung issue. Uh, and, and that really, as he brought me through that, really opened my eyes to Jesus and the healing power of God, and it really changed my perspective on my life. Now, saying that, I fell back away a little bit, not too bad. Still went to church, but I still wasn't focused on it seven days a week until later on in life, and I had a couple other God moments, uh, probably in my 30s, early 30s, uh, that kind of permanently set me on this path. Uh, It wasn't that I ever didn't believe in Jesus or didn't necessarily uh, understand it. I just didn't follow his path for my life. I followed my path and fit him into my life. Uh, But I had a couple of God moments I'll talk about on another video that that caused me to change my perspective and flip that around. Uh, You know, I went from somebody who um, knew of Jesus to somebody who knew Jesus. uh, And that is the big difference in your life. So maybe it's one moment in your life uh, maybe there's something that happened in your life that made you just turn around and focus your entire life on Jesus. Maybe, like me, it's kind of multiple moments that just kind of kept bringing you closer and God working on me until I finally opened my eyes and went, okay, okay, I got it, God. I got it now. I, I thought I got it before, but I obviously I didn't. And you're reminding me yet one more time uh, who's in control here, and now I get it, and now I understand that life is so much better with Jesus as my Savior and Jesus as my uh, guide through this life, uh, as opposed to just uh, trying to run down my own path and trying to have Jesus along with me uh, versus him be my trail guide, and that's where you kind of learn the difference, and that's, uh, that's my testimony. That's a cliff note version of my testimony, but I can, I can certainly go into it. Uh, larger uh, and another podcast possibly. So, anyways, uh, thanks for listening to this podcast. We're going to wrap up another one here. That's pretty easy. Uh, Hebrews four and five is a great book. Uh, we'll uh, we'll keep uh, putting these podcasts out if you guys uh, keep loving them. So, thank you for uh, listening again. Uh, if uh, if you could do something for me, if you could rate or you know maybe comment on this podcast wherever you're listening to it, Apple, Spotify, etc. Uh, maybe do a rating. Uh, maybe uh, write up a little thing there uh, that helps us get the word out and helps us kind of climb up in the rankings of those podcast areas so more and more people can hear about it. I'm not trying to grab numbers. I'm just trying to um, get people exposed to the Bible as much as I can. So if you could do that, uh, if you could leave a rating or a review, that would be fantastic. i love you guys for it. So uh, don't forget to check out livingchristian.org. Uh, as I mentioned earlier, for all sorts of resources to help you live a Christian life seven days a week. So until next time, keep Jesus in your heart and eternity on your mind. God bless you guys.